I think I'm gonna do another video this week and what are the things that I'm gonna be reading because people are like freaking out like I'm not gonna tell you if you have an erectile dysfunction don't worry I'm not gonna say that <laughs> you are such a Welcome back to You're Such a Catch. This is Erin, and I feel like I am just bringing the heat season two. Today's episode is fire, sheer fire. I am chatting with Susan Ibitz, who is a human behavior hacker. Okay, I asked myself the same question. What on God's green earth is a human behavior hacker? I'm like, ugh, but you're going to find out today. And seriously, it's insane. So before we dive in, I want to just backtrack to last week. Loved my chat with Mindy Scheiben. A lot of you did too. Thank you so much for tuning in. I was worried. I was like, are my listeners still here? But oh, you guys are coming in full force and so much positive feedback about the episode. I can hardly take any credit for that. That is all Mindy, but I hope you're tuning into the show. I hope you're watching her journey and I hope all the pieces are coming together. But I, like I said in the episode, have no doubt she is going to find her Prince Charming. He is there, and mine is too. I mean, he has to be out there somewhere just waiting for me. Um, You might notice my voice sounds a little bit different, a little bit more mature, maybe a little bit more polished. (laughs) My snort might be a little bit more aggressive. Um, Why is that? Because I celebrated a birthday. I am now 39. Oh my gosh. Wow. What a crazy ride. You just blink and all of a sudden you're 39. I mean, I I don't know how else to explain it. So thank you all for the birthday wishes and just for all of you who reached out and made this girl feel special. I so appreciate you. Um, Speaking of people who make me feel special, I want to give a shout out to Katie, my sister from Another Mister. Um, Katie, thank you so much for supporting my journey, for being a patron, for texting me when I don't have an episode out and being like, girl, I want to listen. You fuel my fire and I just so appreciate you and your friendship um, so much and also for tuning in every week. I mean... It is like we're hanging out, even though we're not, right? (laughs) Gotta love that. Um, So now on to the episode, you guys. Okay, so quick little history here. So I met Susan on an episode of Eric Hunley's live YouTube. He was doing a collaboration with Susan and reading people's faces live, literally live. So I sent my photo over and when it was my turn, I had a little bit of nerves and butterflies and Susan just started doing her thing. I mean, you will see, she is just fascinating. I mean, just quirky, unique, she's just so freaking cool. (laughs) And she started reading my face and, you know, I was, I was present to kind of respond. Um, So it's kind of works, you know, just like how Facebook Live or something works. So they're talking and I can't, you know, talk to them, but I can DM and write in. And so it was just so fun and fascinating what she was able to tell me about myself. I mean, she didn't know me, right? She saw my photo and then two seconds later was basically diving in and she was pretty spot on. So 
she dives a little bit deeper um, on today's episode, you know, reading my face and talking about what my eyebrows and my chin and my ears (laughs) all say about me. Uh, And I am super excited because she and I are going to collaborate on our own event. We are going to do a little swipe session with a few of the single ladies listening. And um, she is going to read their faces and then she is going to allow them to swipe and basically indicate who would be a good match for the single lady. So stay tuned for more details about that. I hope you guys can join. It is just something to be a part of and to watch and to witness. And she says it's a science and that we can all learn how to do this. So she does offer courses and classes and I will be promoting those as well because I want to learn more. It is honestly fascinating. And if you've watched any of Indian Matchmaker, you'll see that, you know, Seema also went to a face reader and I mean, it's a thing. Who knew? It's a freaking thing. So enjoy the chat. Give me your feedback and don't forget to like, subscribe and follow. You're such a catch on all social media platforms. I am sitting here with Susan Ibitz. I hope I'm saying your last name correctly. Did I say it correctly? Perfectly. You've known me for a long time. I I wish I've known you for a long time, but girl, we are going to be friends long after this podcast interview. But you are an expert in human behavior, in reading faces, in personalities. Tell me how you got started in that and how is that even a thing? And can anybody do what you're doing or is this special? Most people, when they fail, they fall on the floor Mm -hmm. and they crawl in a ball and they don't go out. When that happened to me, instead to crawl in a ball and the floor and keep crying, I have a father who grabbed me from the back of my pants, slapped me on the back of the head and says, if you are doing that, you're not my daughter. You have too many ways to go to the same place. Just look for another road. What happened is that when I was a kid, I want to be like the badass FBI profiler. I want to uh-huh. catch the next Unabomber. I want to do all these weird things. And what happened is I played with my dad to watching all these shows and discover who was the killer or who was the suspect before the show end. And I always says, I want to be, I want to have a superpower. I want to be able to read and understand people. And when Mm -hmm. it was time to go to college, I find out that it's not a superpower. It's a science and called the science Uh of human behavior. And at the same time, I found out that I'm dyslexic and this career to having my PhD before 30 is never going to happen. Actually, the guy who told me, I have two news for you. One, you're highly dyslexic. And the second one, you're kind of hot. So if you pick a good husband, you're going to do well. What? <laughs> and like, no, it's not going to happen. And that's when I packed my backpack and went around the world trying to train with everybody that knows about what I want to know. And some people I need to beg and stalking them for years until they took me because I was a civilian. I'm a civilian hostage negotiator. I've been trained for military interrogation. I've been um, uh, trained by former FBI. I never was part of any of the three letters. I've been trained by them. And now I'm trained civilians. And I get to a point in my life that we were talking before, like you get certain point of your life, like you don't care anymore. Like what yeah. you see is what you get. And what you get is what is that 
in some point I'm happy, then I didn't went to the normal path that I, I have in the beginning because I would be in a box. And mm -hmm. now the world is my box. So I don't have any corners. I learn from the best and I can teach civilians how to decode that and use it in everyday life from I don't know, dating, sperm donors to hardcore negotiation, Ooh, whatever. Sperm donors? Really? Okay. Believe it or not, that is started. I have a, a friend's couple that I call them my adopted girls that they wanted, they get, they're lesbian, they got married and they want to have kids. And both says, we want someone who have certain features there uh -huh. are similar the ones we have and by the way everybody look great in paper in dating and a sperm donor so mm -hmm. it says can you read the profile like this is lying this is going to have a lot of problem and this one have certain features that you guys have so when they have the baby and oh my god the baby looked like us they're like well you asked me to pick someone who have certain feature like you and a lot of people they met because you go into support group when you're doing that. Right. Oh my God, you need to meet Susan. So I put it in my resume because I like to help people. And one of, I think the only desire as a human being that you cannot foresee it is the desire to be a parent. Mm -hmm. I never have that like baby boom uh, desire. I um, never have kids, but I do understand for friends who get 40 and says, I'm going to have a baby by myself. I don't yeah. care. I'm not going to wait for the charm prince to come to my life. I want to be a parent. So when I start seeing my friends go into that ordeal, I understood that how difficult it is and how important at the same time. Okay, I'm going to help as many people as I can, but not because it's my career. It's because I want to help people to achieve whatever they want in life. If you're mm -hmm. achieving is to have a kid, who have certain traits like you have, why not to help? Why are you yeah. going to keep that knowledge to yourself if you can help others? And it's been a roller coaster because I have, in, in the bathroom that I have in the study where I do my makeup and things, I have a wall full of pictures of the babies with the parents. And oh my God, those, those are my babies. And they're inviting Aww. me to the... I was on the christen, I was on the on the breeze because some of there are Jewish. I help Muslim families, I help Christian families, and you always see me holding the babies. And I always says, Oh my god, this is a baptism. This is a church. I'm Jewish. I'm gonna get burned. I shouldn't be holding this baby right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so fascinating. I wouldn't have even thought that was a possibility, but I absolutely love it. And it rings a little bit close to home because I shared with you, I'm going to be 39 in a month. And I've had those thoughts. Should I just get a sperm donor? But that's so scary. Call me first and I can read the statement because they need to read the statement. And believe me, I caught some people like that. No way. You're not going to go with this guy. So let me know. I can help you with it. Oh I love gosh. to help people. I will By totally. Way, you need to send me the first sonogram and you need to, I need to be uh, informed when the baby's born and I want a picture. That's oh, my condition. You can be, you can be auntie. <laughs> oh, I have so many nieces and nephews. I know, right? I know. Oh because my goodness. Because I know CPR, all my friends drop the kids in my house on the weekend says, oh my God. You want the kids safe? Oh my God, that's amazing. That's amazing. Okay, so before we get to having babies and we're in the dating phase and we, we're giving ourselves a shot at love, 
what are some things that we can look for when we're, I mean, apps are basically the only way we're able to meet people right now, right? I mean, or do you disagree with that? Do you think there's another avenue? You know what? I have Loaded a friend question? who is 55. Okay. And he's handsome, believe me. If you're dating this guy, you want to make sure you don't have any towels when he is taking a shower because it's dessert to be looked. He does Iron Man every year, like, believe me. It's my friend, but I look at him like, dude, you cannot be so sexy at 55. So he decided to take six months leaps from apps. And okay. he went to the supermarket or coffee place and he tried to approach women and they look at him like he was a sex uh, predator. Like, why? But if I see you on the app, you are able to send me a nude picture. But if I talk to you, you're not going to reply. We lost that mentality that we still can meet in a bar or in a supermarket and do the old-fashioned smile. I'm coming from a part where we didn't have a dating app. You go and dancing or coffee, somebody lifts up eyebrows, and you go for it. Now, apparently, the only way to meet people is online dating. So I would say it's difficult because, again, it's like when you're looking for a job on an employee. Everybody looks so real good in paper and yep. when you met them men lie about the height mm -hmm. and the oh, income all the time all the and time and women lie about the weight and the age and it always says i have friends who says well but if i says my real age guys are not going to be willing to date me like but you're lying you're asking other person not to lie about the things that are important to you like to be taller than you are and you're lying about age so when you met he's shorter and you're older so hello um, mm -hmm. we have the same so this has nothing to do with sex or gender it has to do with like when you set expectations and certain level and the expectations are not made in person, that's what deceptions happen. But what you see is what I get. I mm -hmm. only build my expectations and what you show me. So I would say I prefer to go in three dates than 100 who are like, as soon as you walk, oh my God, how am I going to get away from this? <laughs> right. It's better quality than quantity. And people sometimes go on dating like it's a big fish net. No, you need to be a sniper. And when you get in a certain mm. age, you understand that you're not going to change and you're not going to ask to other people to be changed either or changing to be with you. If you squeeze the toothpaste in the morning and that's bother me, that's the reason more apartments have two bathrooms. So you have yours, I have mine. But those things you learn it when you get to certain age. Like you have your closet, I have mine. You have your bathroom, I have mine, if it's possible. So you avoid conflict. Why mm -hmm. are you going to be fighting about the toothpaste when are more important things to go for it? So put your goals, put what you're looking for and what you're not looking for out there. If you're an introvert that you're introspective and you need time alone, and when you come in home, even though that you has been missing your partner all day, you're going to need 15 minutes to decompress, put it out there. Say mm -hmm. it on the first time that you're going on a date. I always say, it's not like an interrogation, but it's more like an interview the first time. It's like, okay, those are the things that are not going to work for me. And I want to make sure that what are the things that are not working for you? And 
the best relationship I had since I got divorced 10 years ago are the ones that are, are like, okay, let's talk about, let's put the elephant on the room. What mm -hmm. are the things that for you are unacceptable and what are the things that you cannot live without? Yeah. No, I appreciate you saying that because it's making me think about my strategy with dating. And, and I really like the sniper comment because that makes total sense. I think there was a while where, you know, it was like quantity because don't say no to anybody who asks, you know what I mean? It's good for the experience or it's good for that. But in reality, it's like a time waste. And right now in today's environment, you know, we were speaking a little bit about the nuances of meeting someone with a mask on. And you talked about how maybe people might misrepresent themselves on a profile. Well, now you're meeting with this mask on and you're like, okay, like, is it the person I've, that I matched with? How can I tell? And until you get to a table and, you know, it's kind of like the unveiling, right? <laughs> it's like, okay, there you are. Yes, you resemble that person. No, you don't. And I think I lead or tend to lead more with, the chemistry that's happening and less of the fundamentals like you mentioned, which is these are my non-negotiables. You know, these are the things that I can live with and tolerate. And these are things that I cannot. And I love that. I think that's great. Yet, like you said, you're putting it all on the table. Erin, uh, let's put it on the table too. Lost and luxury and that passionate in some point going away. So what you left is with the person that maybe you're not going to have sex in a month. And it's not because the, the, the relationship have a problem. It's because you're stressed and you're premenopausal, you're sweating, you're uncomfortable, you're bloated, whatever. And sometimes ooh, we haven't had sex in a month, but I still want to go back home to someone. Mm -hmm. So the deception is not coming from what the other person is showing if it's open is about the expectation you put in other people so if your expectation oh this is going to be the prince charm this is going to be the woman who is going to be the mother of my kids and when you meet that person doesn't meet your uh, standards it's not the person's fault now if you ask the other person you build those standards to make sure you have the first day like shame on you deal with it they're going to drop you on the first date but if you put it out there, what is going to happen? I always put independent on my business, ISTP, a sapiosexual for the ones who doesn't know what it means, that brain is better than the body. And by the way, I have a, I have a weakness for bold, chubby guys and tall. Don't. <laughs> That's where my police get better because it's more women don't like, I like tall, chubby and, and, and bold. That's my, which are me crazy. So that's what is getting my attention. I don't know. I like. I look at maybe you like what I, you like. <laughs> maybe because I'm rear faces and I do so much behavioral, I know what are the good things. Girls, Ooh. if you see a bald guy and with a little belly, the hormone who make guys bald and with a little belly make them better lovers. So Ooh. keep a secret. What I'm saying is at the end of the day, that's lost, like, oh, let's get, have sex on the counter. It's going to be moved to the reality that how you wake up you're not going to be wearing makeup in the morning then when you come in from the gym maybe you're going to be sweating you're going to have bad dates both sides so if you're not clear and the expectations that you have on that person what is your to-do list that you can do and you cannot 
Mm-hmm. You are setting yourself to failure. You don't need 10,000 hours of dating to find the right person. That is for a career. This is relationship. So don't date 17 to get experience. What experience you're going to have? You're going to get burned out. You're not going to be open to the next one. And maybe you at the time the right one show up, you're so burned out wasting time with that the moment you find the right person, female or male, whatever you're looking out there, you are not appreciated because, oh my God, it's going to be another guy who, or another woman who X and Y, and you're not giving that person the chance to unbuild themselves in front of you. So mm-hmm. the one who's losing is you. Yeah. I don't go to restaurants then I, I don't like sushi. And I'm allergic to gluten. So I'm not going to a pizza place to have a date because they're going to get bloated and throw up. Suji, I'm not going to find anything to eat. So I know my standards. And when you're going to have a date, I prefer to have a coffee so I can can escape fast when if the first date doesn't work. If you establish a dinner, do you know what it is to have three hours with someone that maybe is burping? And No. So establish your parameters. What right. do you want, but most important, what you don't want in life, it's helping you to go forward and what you want to be dating. No, I, I love that. That's great advice. Okay, so tell me what I should be looking for when I'm swiping or when I'm seeing somebody out. Are there certain signs if I want certain characteristics or a certain personality trait? I feel like I could give you a couple examples. Let's do this. I'm going to do okay. it based on your face because Ooh, you and I, okay. we met when I did a live event and you mm-hmm. show, you send the pictures to be read. So thank you very much because most people don't do that. You're extremely intelligent and a doer. So you need to be somebody who is active. They want to do things. They want to go there. They want to have barbecue with friends. You're going to be doing activities. You're really evaluating, you like information, you like knowledge. So you need to be someone who fit that need to learn something new. Uh, maybe it's like maybe a pottery class or a cooking mm. class. It's not for what you're going to learn. It's the fact to learn something together. And so it's need to be somebody who's adventure to like, you know what? Let's learn canoeing this weekend. Let's go to Lake Michigan and let's learn canoe. But I'm afraid to water. Don't worry, you're going to have a life saved. So I need to be that person that is adventure and it's outgoing and can put up with your extroversion. It's nothing wrong if you have an introvert, but you need to set the boundaries if that person is, okay, you're an extrovert, the person is an introvert. Okay, there are going to be events. They're not going to feel energy presence so i prefer not to go so you're not taking personal okay if you're not going to be there and you're going to be a pain in the neck i prefer you stay home those are the kind of things that you agree for you you're going to go slow like i need to see you because you had get burned before so you're going to go slow if the guy is expecting you to have your phone number or take you home to have a drink or the kiss on the first date okay dude you haven't passed the filter slow down 
And you need somebody who is, again, is playful and have a lot of energy because you're an energizer bunny. So you're probably going to be doing better with an extrovert or somebody who's an ambivert who know how to play with that. And you're a linear thinker. You like the step, you like the, the things in a certain way. So it's a person who that is messy and doesn't follow the instruction to do an Ikea furniture. Hey, dude. We have a list. That's what we're going to buy in the supermarket. We agree. We go on Saturday at 10 a.m. to the supermarket. That's what we're going to buy. Get away from the cookies. We're not <laughs> getting cookies. So you know that about yourself. It's great. Yeah. So you need to pair with somebody who is an engineer, an architect, somebody who is more an archetype type. They're mm-hmm. going to be okay with your structure. Or the opposite, someone who you says, you know what? I like a structure. And that person says, you know what? I'm a mess. It's going to be great because you're going to help me to become better. That's great. what I'm saying. Do not look for your twin. It's the most boring relationship you can have. Look for a compliment because it's going to be excited. It's going to be a little feisty. And there's nothing better than uh, makeup sex when you have feisty <laughs> relationships. So look for the compliment. People who like, okay. I'm, an, I'm a, an organized person. I am not. It's okay with you that I am organized. It's going to help you. Actually, great. But now you need to know your limits. And you cannot be complaining for how he fold his socks when he is his draw. Draw your limit. It's mm-hmm. not your socks. It's <laughs> his drawer. You're not sharing the drawer. So let it put the socks the way he want. Now, when there are shared spaces, through the line. Makes sense what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. So don't fight. Pick up your fight. You know what you're going to be losing before. His drawer, his drama. He worked from home. He had his own office at home. And it's a mess. You just, when you pass over, close the door close and the door. look like it's not existing. That room doesn't belong <laughs> to me. It's your mess. And everybody's yeah. happy. I don't think I've ever dated an architect or an engineer, which is very fascinating to me. That's so interesting. I think I probably do go for, I do go for myself. I go for like a salesperson, somebody who has a job where they're very animated or creative or, you know. And it's like two healing balloons going around the room instead to one and one catching you. No, you need somebody who catch you and get you down. If you have two healing balloons going around the room, what happens is you never settle because you go around your head. So having somebody who complimenting, you know what? You're not going to believe it. But one of the best relationships that I have was with a neurosurgeon. Really? Interesting. Okay. He died a, uh, a couple of years ago when we were dating and I still cannot be in any other relationship. He was one of the most brilliant minds I ever met. He had his PhD and MD before he was 30. And he was was on a couple of magazines as one of the most brilliant minds miles of this century. And what happened, he died with one ray dating and I couldn't replace that relationship. Why? Because my standards get, I found what I wanted. Now, how you compete with that? So in my case, my exercise is understand that it's not going to be replace the person that I was in love and was the love of my life. It's not going to replace that he's intelligent. I need to look for a compliment. Mm -hmm. And it's difficult Mm -hmm. for me all the time to compare like, 
oh, I, I miss those until four o'clock in the morning, uh, staying in bed with the head on the pillow, talking about neuroscience and the brain and crazy things. Like, it's going to be difficult to find somebody like that. So in my case, my exercise is not first compare with somebody who you was before, mm-hmm. not to get expectations before you go into a date and to let the person unveil themselves. Because another thing, I'm a profiler. So I know about you before you even talk to me. Then the that other has person, to be intimidating to men, no? Uh, what do you think? I'm still single. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As soon as I say what I'm saying, what I'm doing, I that's the person that I mentioned you before was the only one. Like, oh, my God, I want to go on a date like yesterday. Like, why? Oh, my God, it's fascinating. I'm studying the brain. You study the behavior inside the brain. Let's get together. So you're always going to find somebody who fits you, who complimenting you. It's, but I didn't waste time with people like we are like, has nothing to do. Extremely extrovert that every day need to be going eating out and spending all weekends doing things is not going to work. So as soon as I talk, okay, what do you do on Sundays? Oh, I always go into this and this is not going to work. Sundays, I don't take my PJs off. I disconnect my phone and I read. Yeah. Oh, that is boring. Hello. Thank you. It was a pleasure to meet you next. Yeah. People is not going to change. If somebody tells you that it's going to change, behavioral wise, it's not going to happen. You know what happened? Erin, did you ever try to change for a guy and you ended up resenting that person? But like, oh my God, I changed the color of my hair for you. And now you're looking at blondes and now my hair is red. I need to redo it. That's what happened. That's called humanity. Mm -hmm. It's really being realistic. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I have to ask you one question. So if you were reading my face, what type of lover would I be? She's going to spit out her coffee or is it tea? (laughs) She's like, it's vodka. (laughs) No, it's green tea. It should be vodka. And remember, this is my third event today. Oh, you really want me to tell? Oh, I do. I'm, I'm curiosity. Yes. You're kinky. <laughs> so uh, probably your handcuffs are pink, but it's still handcuffed in your wardrobe. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. love it. And you probably like to see through camisoles and you're going to be playful and you're going to like spooning and you like the touchy feeling. So you're going to be like uh, watching a movie. Okay, but I can have my head in your uh, lap and you scratch my head. But we're watching a movie. Dude, you can do both things. You like to be touched. You like to be pampered. You like to be grabbed by the hand. And your love language is uh, acts uh, is quality time, acts of kindness, and you like gift, but not because you like a diamond. You want those little things like you like a special candy. So in the morning, you find your coffee next to a candy says, I have a sweet date. Or somebody who leave you a note on the, the mirror. Yes. That guy is going to be the happiest dude ever because you're going to make everything possible to please him. So, guys, are you about to date Erin? Do the simple things. She doesn't want a plane. No, she's just take it to Florida, to a beach, or take it to a Caribbean uh, team. Or like, today I I bring you flowers. Why? Just because it's Wednesday and I miss you. Those are the things that you value that guy is going to have a happy ending that night. Oh my God. I think mic drop, like you gave me goosebumps. That was me to a T, to a T. 
And oh, I know, honey, that's what I just I, told you. <laughs> it's just so crazy. It's so crazy that you can read that. Okay, so give me some tips and tricks now that we have to wear masks everywhere. Because in LA, where I live, everybody gets Botox. You know, sometimes people don't have a lot of expression in their forehead. I like to keep mine with a little bit of movement, but you know, there's some people that it's all high and tight. How do we read foreheads and eyebrows and eyeballs and all that stuff? First of all, you need to measure the size of the ears. And it's not difficult to determine when somebody have a big ear or small ears. The head start on the bump of your bump of your head, even though if you're bald and on the chin. So if you grab an ear, doesn't matter have long ears, um, earrings like I have, you can measure. If I have a small ear, it's a person that is visual. So it's gonna want it to be stimulated by use your hands as a visual aid not too much. If you're going for coffee, make sure that person is not sitting facing the street or the entrance because it's going to get distracted and you want to be the center of the attention. Now, if the person has big ears compared to the face, it's someone who maybe is going to lower the head and is going to be listening to you and maybe it's not going to interrupt you and you're like, this person is not listening to me. But if you ask that person, it's going to repeat even the breathing pace you have during the conversation. Why? Because they're about consistency and have it right. So if somebody asks you the same question in a different way, do not get obsessed. They want to make sure they get the information because the way we take information and the way to get to our brain is our ears. So I need to listen. Small ears, they listen with their eyes. Big ears, they listen with their brain. So do you know what is the golden rule? Talk to me like I want to be talked. The platinum rule is talk to me like I need to be talked. Mm. So mm-hmm. if the distance, it's happened to you that you're going out with a guy and the guy kept interrupting you and suddenly you want to be friends and, and LinkedIn and Facebook and you never see it again. Yeah. Remember if that person has a low distance between the eyebrow and the eyelid. Ooh, Okay. They're really friendly. They're like all over the place. They're touchy. They want to like get in your personal space and you like personal space. Like that is, has nothing to do with the pandemic. Even on the phone, you like to have your personal space. You let people in your life when it's your time to let it in. You're friendly, but it's different between being friendly and I'm going to invite you to my house. You're going to go for coffee out there and probably you have friends who haven't been in your house in a long time since they met you. Why? Because you need your time. So if you're going out with somebody who have low distance between the eyebrows and the eyelid, what happened? And they're really touching and they go to your space and they tend to interrupt a lot, not because they want to, it's because their brain is going too fast and they want to eat information like it's air. They need more, more, more. So he says, oh, I used to go to college to the left. Okay. Why to the left? Dude, I didn't finish my story, but I want to walk right to the left. So you have those conversations like go all over the place, but you ended up in the same plane. Be patient. It's not about that person is trying to drive you crazy on purpose. It's the way the the brain process. In your case, the distance between your eyelid and your eyebrows is high, meaning that you need more time. You're more personal. space emotional and physically you value you probably have 
less things with more value. You treasure quality, no quantity. We're ladies. Hello. We have more shoes than we will need. But probably yours are designers and really special. And I'm sure everything that you own have a story and have a value to your heart. You can tell a story about, you grab an outfit and like, oh my God, I remember I went with my friend and that day, the blah, 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 when I wore this sweater and, and I'm, I, everybody else is it's a black sweater. Like, <laughs> no, but you know, it have a value for you. So you need someone who maybe is not the same, but understand that value. Or when it says, Oh, but this Chinese doll doesn't go with the head. Don't touch it. Was my grandmother's have a value for me. If you touch it, I swear I'm going to cut your fingers. <laughs> yeah. So you need to talk about those things. But again, they don't do it in purpose. For example, if somebody have a flat forehead, so look to the left or the right. Oh, I need your head turning completely. Oh, mm -hmm. So you have a flat forehead slope slow back meaning that you're created you're not nine to five uh you're intake information really fast so if somebody goes too slow you're gonna get pissed off dude i told you is the second time i told you what kind of roses i like you bring me yellow and you bring me white i told you red what part of red you didn't get because you're gonna get it really fast but that person is more creative so maybe it's gonna bring you pink because pink is more creative so it's people who's linear because you're thinking outside the box you are not nine to five maybe somebody who is more linear is going to be better for you because mm -hmm. it's going to ground you meaning you know what erin maybe we don't need to go out for dinner every day mm -hmm. so flat forehead they're linear thinker they're thinking like an engineer you're thinking outside the box you like things there are not on the regular path the other people do things you do things in your own way so you can have a compliment or a completely enemy if you're looking for somebody opposite and the last tip round eyebrows that you can do a couple of points and you can draw a circle is about people babies plant and animals Ooh. someone who have a straight eyebrows is facts and data don't tell the same that person two times the same story because it's like, you already told me how many times you went to the supermarket one why i need to hear it three times but they're going to be really good with details um simplifying things when you go like crazy and you don't know what to stop it's going to be good like hey we have the information move on mm -hmm. your type of eyebrows you want to be bright based on data Mm. So you don't want it to be wrong. So you're not allowing to, to yourself to be wrong. So your standards, you have really high standards because you do your homework before you go out there. So you're going to be less patient with people who doesn't have your standards or says, I cannot do it. Did you try it? And that's why you get pissed off. And it's, some people need more time to decide if they can do it. So pointy eyebrows that can be drawn like a triangle it's about knowledge. Yeah, you are like, okay, piece of advice. When you Google something, the third time you find the same article, stop. It's good enough. <laughs> okay. And some point you need to choose a car. In some point you need to choose the shoes. And some point you need to choose the restaurant. How many times you want to go to a restaurant and somebody get a date and you go to all over the review of the restaurant, you know where the bathroom is located. You have all the information. You even walk to the restaurant like you live there and people like, 
you have been here before? Like, no. No. <laughs> and how you know? Well, I went to Yelp and I went to the block and talk and I don't try the fish because two people get poisoned in the last two months. And like, really? It's a I do day. that Relax. with men. I do that with men. I research them. I have to tell myself not to. You know what I mean? Because I will know everything about them. And then if we meet for the first time, I have to be careful so I'm not like, what about that time in 2017 when you went to your aunt's house and- I know, that's what I'm telling you. That's, okay, by the way, two people know, I read Erin for two minutes for two pictures, this is live, but we never talked before, I never saw no, you before. So absolutely. I know those details for your face. Face reading, actually, we were talking about the Indian matchmaker and then the second episode, she goes to, she gets to a point like, I don't know what to do with this guy. So she goes to a matchmaker and to a person who does face reading. He does astrology. I have nothing to do. I do the hardcore of reading faces, but it's true. And the guy ended up on the last episode getting engaged. I think he getting married for that reason because it wasn't complicated. He mm -hmm. was complex. We mm -hmm. have as a human being the understanding that Complex is complicated and they're two different things. Humans, we are complex because we are unique. You, I, the neighbor, we're not replicatable. But complicated is what you don't like in life. By the way, some guys like complicated. Mm -hmm. They like okay. the drama. I don't. You don't either. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you're drama free. Your only drama is that what I'm going to be wearing when we're going on a date. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Okay, so if somebody wants to learn more about this, if they want to join some of the studies that you're doing right now, how do they find you and how can they be involved? Okay, we're doing an amazing study. I think it's going to help a lot of people. Not because we're doing it, it's because it's the only independent study. Nobody's paying for it, so it's not tinted, it's not biased. If you can go to humanbehaviorlab.com, and go to faces with masks. We're doing a study that we want to have 300 people with masks only. So we read the condition to participate on the on the study where we're going to be reading people with masks. We're going to send the, the, the report. Agree or not agree, we're going to put it on the poll and make the, the percentage. The second pace, everybody who participate on the study plus another people we're going to choose we're going to teach them how to read faces with masks for free. But on the second page, we're going to find people from different uh, aspects and races and education to determine from the feedback that we have, what is the best way to explain to everyone about face reading. And the third phase is the one I like the most. We're going to teach the basic of face reading for free so we can go back to not be fear society and to the normal, as soon as we can, everybody says that we're going to be in a, a mass society. For people who live alone, they're single, they're extrovert, being at sign home is really painful. So if we can give you tools to go back to normal as soon as you can, the only thing we're asking for you is... Send us a picture. Uh, I read your face. You know that it's nothing. We're not going to read anything that it can be uh, diminished to you. Uh, nobody's going to publish your picture, your name, or your result. Uh, nobody's going to know who you are. All the data is storage in an external drive, and it's going to be erased after six months. We're asking you to help us to help you to learn more about yourself and others to stop being afraid. Like you said, 
I went to a date with a guy with a mask. It was so weird because you didn't know what to look for. And actually, the most important part of your face is not covered by the mask. So when we get one sense diminished, other ones get on place. So we can go back to normal. It's about learning how to. Yeah, no, I think that's great. And I hope a lot of my listeners will submit their photos because there is nothing to be afraid of. And it's super fascinating because when you do this and you read me, and like you mentioned, we've never met. You read my face on Eric's live show briefly, which I I do have the clip too. I can show my listeners that as well. But like I said, it gave me goosebumps because you are that spot on. It's fabulous. I love it. It's so cool. Um, Thank you so much, Susan. I greatly appreciate you being here. I greatly appreciate your time and your expertise. And I can't wait to learn more. I'm just like, uh, it's so cool. And uh, for my listeners out there, there's going to be a second part to this episode where Susan is going to read a few faces and we'll have that on recording out soon. Thanks for tuning in to your Such a Catch. This episode is not over. You guys, hop on over to my website and you can see the live video in which, well, it's recorded, but it happened live where Susan reads the faces of five of my friends. Well, my brother's included, so my brother is involved in that. But yes, it is fascinating and You know, once I get the technology down, I am not opposed to doing this uh, more often because it is that much fun. And once you get over the initial like fear of her reading your face, you're like, oh, tell me more. (laughs) So uh, the reason I chose five of my closest friends was just because I could speak on their behalf and I knew enough about their character traits and and who they are as people um, since it was just Susan and I on the line. But go check that out. It is fascinating. You'll dig it, you'll love it, and you'll want to be a part of our events. So thank you again for tuning in. And Katie, thanks for making this episode, you know, a reality. I love you, girl. And I love all of you, my listeners. Have a wonderful week.